0: Your food and a fit power. Wonderful Hi We give thanks and praise to the...
1: Thank you this morning, we give you praise and glory And we bind the, the enemy, we bind Satan in Jesus' name We rebuke and bind the, the foul of the air, the devourer That would attempt to steal the word The thief from stealing the word in Jesus' name Lord, bless the word this morning Show us your goodness this morning, God We thank you, Lord, and we come into agreement with your word. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, Ted Lyon. Uh, God is so good in in so many different ways this week. He's been speaking to me about these particular scriptures and I'm going to bring to you, and I'm going to try to bring out one point here, though many are going to come up. What I want to talk about this morning is is farming in the field uh, farmers we know they, they farm and they they work in the field <clears throat> but farmers are really faith workers they're people with knowledge and, and uh, a skill they work with you know the natural what I want to speak to you about this morning is that farmers, you know, they farm. They they plant the seeds and they they know the they know their work and they know their, their the soil and the, and the the seasons and they know their you know they know what they're working with. But when they put the seed in the ground, there's something that happens between the seed planted and the fruit that comes out. I want to bring your attention to Mark 4, 1 through 29 in King James.
2: <clears throat>
1: Mark 4, 1 through 29 says, And he, Jesus, began again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude. And he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables. And said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, and where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Another fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some in hundred. And he said unto them, <clears throat> He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, They that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel, or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick? And there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given. And he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear. After the full corn in the ear, but when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. <clears throat> Amen. In this parable, Jesus gave the message or the purpose that is revealed here, he said, is the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? Romans fourteen seventeen says briefly real quick for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost so the kingdom of God is not the literal food the grain the seeds the you know the, it's that's not the kingdom of God this it's just the message it's Jesus the substance the real life spiritual root the kingdom. Of God. So the kingdom, you know, it's not the food that, that wastes and the food that, that only, you know, sustains for a moment. The kingdom of God is eternal, it's everlasting. And Jesus revealed in parables by using the seed as an example of this, this, you know, the farmer, the sower laboring in the mission field by faith. But the word says that God gave the increase. In Romans 10, 1 through 17, I read from the Amplified. In Romans ten one through 17, from the Amplified, it says, Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they have a certain enthusiasm for God, but not in accordance with correct and vital knowledge about him purposes. Now look at verse 3. For not knowing about God's righteousness, which is based on faith, and seeking to establish their own righteousness based on works, they what? They did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law. It leads to him, and its purpose is fulfilled in him, for granting righteousness to everyone who believes in him as Savior. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law with all its intricate demands shall live by it. But the righteousness based on faith which produces a right relationship with him says the following. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down or who will descend into the abyss that is to bring Christ up from the dead as if we had to be saved by our own, the impossible. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. For the Scripture says, whoever believes in him Whoever adheres to, trusts in, and relies on will not be disappointed in his expectations. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile, for the same Lord is Lord over all of us. And he is abounding in riches, blessings for all who call on him in faith and prayer. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. But how will people call on him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher, messenger? And how will they preach unless they are commissioned and sent for that purpose? Just as it is written and forever remains written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things.
2: But they did not all
1: pay attention to the good news of salvation. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So faith comes from hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. I want to submit to you this morning that in your hearing, God's purpose for the word is our salvation. The Bible is a story of our redemption back to him That's what the harvest in the mission field is It's a redeeming of the souls And, you know, and we know in the word that, that he says all souls belong to me They're mine And Jesus is the substance, the purpose of the message He is the center He is the VIP of the message of the word of God The gospel is about Jesus He is at the center So our faith in Jesus and our faith in God's words are one and the same. Our faith in the word of God is is one and the same with our faith in his purpose. If we believe in his words, we believe his purpose. What is the substance of our faith in God if it is not Jesus? What is the purpose of the word of God if it is not Jesus? For I testify about them that they have a certain enthusiasm for God, but not in accordance with correct and vital knowledge about him and his purposes. For not knowing about God's righteousness, which is based on faith, and seeking to establish their own righteousness based on works they did not submit to God's righteousness. What is the vital knowledge of him? What's the vital knowledge of his purpose if it's not Jesus? That God exists We must know that God is We must know that he exists And that he rewards those who diligently seek him We can't even come to him Unless we know the purpose The vital point is to know God To know him and to know that he rewards those Who come to him and seek him diligently Those who do not submit to his righteousness Remain lost Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It's the vital knowledge of him because if you don't believe that God exists, how can we be saved? If we don't believe that God will reward us, why come to him? That's why. Faith is vital knowledge. We must have vital knowledge of him. And without proper awareness of God's purpose, there is nothing. There is no point. So knowing that Jesus is the purpose of God's word, written and spoken, it gives us cause to approach God. This, The knowledge of this good news is that we can come to him. It's It's saying, hey, there is a God, and he cares, and he sent his word, his son, to be saved in your place. And you can go to him for salvation through Jesus. He gives us the ability to approach God. He gives us the faith to come to God. He gives us the cause, the good news of salvation. And farmers, like I said, they must have extensive knowledge in working the field. They have to have that proper vital knowledge of things like seeds and the, you know the laws of nature and the seasons and you know what seeds for what, what time frame and, and they got to know this kind of thing to, to farm successfully but ultimately after all their work is done they must have faith they must have faith and of course the farming in a natural but also in God they got to they gotta let things take their natural course, but they have to trust in God. There's nothing else they can do once they put that seed in there and they water it. There's nothing else they can do. They can plant. They can water. But Scripture tells us that God gives the increase. So all the work farmers do is in faith that God will give them a harvest, a plenty, a prosperous harvest. And God's purpose of the law and the Scriptures was not, It wasn't intended to show Israel how to carry their burdens. It wasn't for them to to be able to skillfully labor in burden under the, the weight of sin. The purpose of the law and of scripture was to show them where to carry the burden of their sins. It was to direct them, to show them the way to the cross. Romans 10.4 says, For Christ is the end of the law. It leads to him, and its purpose is fulfilled in him for granting righteousness to everyone who believes in him as Savior. And we see in in verse 4 that the scripture, it leads us to Christ. God's word, the law, there's a purpose in God's word. We must believe and have faith in that purpose. That purpose is Jesus. It's Christ. He's the fulfillment of the law. And when we heard that good news, when we heard the scripture, the message, we heard that good news, we were exposed to God's goodness, his purpose within the text. We were exposed to the to the substance of God and God's intention to save us. We came into contact with Jesus Christ when we were exposed to that word. This is why the word of God is life-changing. Because this book of books from Genesis to Revelation of Jesus is a seed with life-changing properties. Life-changing properties that changes, brings a harvest of plenty. So faith in the word of God is faith in Jesus as God's purpose. He's given to us. And by trusting and putting our faith in the message, we are focusing on God's creative purpose for our lives. Matthew 11 in the King James. In the King James, uh, I'm sorry, correction, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 in the King James. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet as, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world. whose builder and maker is God through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was yet when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable a better country that is in heavenly wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city by faith Abraham when he was tried offered up Isaac and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians assayed to do were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms. Wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, whom received their dead race to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, Receive not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. All of these people, these patriarchs, these men and women of God, walked their lives out in faith. They didn't receive the promised land. They walked around seeing it from afar, imagining it from afar. It was invisible to them but the promise was theirs and they, they knew their God was faithful to give it to them. Sarah judged God faithful. She judged him faithful. Romans 10, 6 says, but the righteous based righteousness based on faith which produces a right relationship with him. They obtained a right relationship with God. The righteousness was based on faith. And this verse tells us that we're all farmers. You know, the word of God is, is a seed, it says. And when we speak and when we obey with our lives, we cooperate with our behaviors and our lifestyle begins to transform. We're planting our life like a farmer. We're walking along in the field. You know, we're dropping the word of God here and the, word, and the seed of the word of God there and, and so on. We're planting the seed, the word of God. Our life is the example in our words. We are all farmers. And faith isn't, you know, it's not, faith is not the tomato that's on the, on the, the plant. That's the fruit. That's the, what's produced. Faith is the seed in the farmer's hand. And when the farmer in faith, obedience, takes the seed and with his action, he puts the seed in the ground, he's, he's now making that faith come alive. The seed in our hand, it appears dead. It, it's, it seems to be inert and inactive. There's nothing it can do just sitting in our hand. But once we take that, that seed and put it in the ground, it activates, comes alive. And farmers have this knowledge that this little seed has so much potential and purpose. They know this. They have this knowledge that once it's buried in the soil of the field, a harvest will one day come. That seed in our hand remains dead until our actions activate it, till our obedience activates it. And there's a God-made purpose in all of this, not just for the seed, not just for the farmer, for everyone. Farmers trust. They have faith in what's inside that seed in their hand. They have faith in, in what's about to happen, and they know that greater things will come, that greater things will be produced in their Due season, if they cooperate with God's purpose for their life and for that seed. So they plant. They plant seeds with faith. And in planting seeds, they place the substance of their faith in something that they hope for one day. And a righteous farmer, he must have proper knowledge of this fact. He must know the facts of what he's about to do. He must know it and he'll use that those the truths in his hand and, and about planting and farming, he'll use that to produce a harvest. He has to submit though once he's planted. He submits to the to the courts of nature. He'll water, he'll be he'll he'll show up, he'll be present, he'll be diligent to be there, but he can't make that that plant push out ears of corn. He can't make soybeans appear. He just puts the seed in the ground and he waters
2: it. Now what
1: God is saying to all farmers is that what you've planted, God himself, his own Holy Spirit will take over. He will give the increase. He, will get, he gave you the commission and he told you the place, the mission field. He sent you. He placed his word in you. He placed his spirit in you. Righteousness based on faith produces a right relationship with him. For I testify about them that they have a certain enthusiasm for God, but not in accordance with correct and vital knowledge about him and his purposes. For not knowing about God's righteousness, which is based on faith, and seeking to establish their own righteousness based on works they did not submit to God's righteousness. Preaching and living for God is It's like farming, and a seed in the ground becomes, eventually one day it becomes a sweet red tomato, or watermelons, or strawberries. Because the farmer came out to plant, and every day he didn't push up the plant, he didn't push out the fruit. It was God. And righteousness based on faith is not self-labor. God's spirit moves. God's spirit moves upon, just like he moved upon the face of the earth in the beginning. He made all things good. When he created, he made all things good. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7 in the King James says it like this. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. And that's talking about the harvest of souls. It's talking about the kingdom. It's talking about the the redemption of souls, the saving of men and women. And all all the people chronicled in Hebrews 11 have a wonderful testimony, and they have a story each to tell of their lives and you know how they how each of them is decorated with a, a unique testimony, powerful walk with God. Their lives are all are like a, a, a mature fruit produced out of faith in God. And our lives and what is produced at the end of the day in our lives is a result of faith in God. It's a result of our faith in His purpose. Trusting and obeying and salvation through faith in Jesus produces the fruit, produces right relationship, transformation. Just like all of the patriarchs of the Bible who knew their God and did great exploits, Daniel eleven thirty two, 32, believers today need to know their God. They need to know that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, seek his will, not our own will, but his will. And when we know God, And let me just say, I I mean, who could know God? Every time I think I know him, I realize I barely even began to know him. But he wants us to get to know him. And when we know God and have the vital knowledge of his purpose in Jesus, it'll produce a right relationship with God. It'll produce fruit. God gives that increase. We have that faith in his word, Jesus, Jesus, the word of God manifested with purpose. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20, Ephesians 1, 18 through 20, the King James, and I'm wrapping it up here. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, that we might know what is the hope of his calling. We ought to know God. We ought to know he exists. We ought to know that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and seek his will. We shouldn't we, we shouldn't think this robbery to be like minded with Christ, that that we can be near God, that we can be with him, that we can take on the righteousness of Jesus. As farmers of faith we ought to know what's the hope of our calling, his calling us, and to believe in the working of his mighty power. We take on his righteousness. Based on faith This faith This produces the fruit that we want In our field The right relationship with him But not only the right relationship with us And God But the right relationship with those around us That we impact That the words we say this, The actions we take The example we live in God Will impact those And produce a right relationship with others To God Romans ten six. Amen. We are all farmers in the mission field. And we work and we labor in the kingdom, but we labor by faith in Jesus. Amen. And the purpose of God is in Jesus. That salvation, the redemption, is found through Jesus. And what farmers put in the ground by faith, God gives the increase by His mighty spirit. Title of the message today God gives the increase. You know, we come to God in faith, but God gives the increase God gives the increase by his mighty power. Lord this morning we submit to you to your righteousness, God we submit to your righteousness, not by our own labor, not by some righteousness we think we, we, we could ever have but Lord, you' by your righteousness, Jesus, you are Lord, and we submit to your righteousness this morning and by faith we come to you. We plant, we labor in the mission field, and, and, and where we are sent, Lord, by faith. And we pray and ask you, God, to give the increase, rebuke the devourer for our sake, Lord. Bind and break the foul of the air that would snatch the seed from the ground, Lord. And make the ground good, make the ground good, that the seed planted with would, would go and have life and, and, and bring fruit, Lord, and give you glory in it. And a mighty harvest Lord We pray for those around us Our families Lord Those that we impact and we come We pass throughout our days Lord Those you bring to us And those you bring us to Lord That your word you Jesus Faith in you would impact them And bring a harvest in Jesus name We thank you for it God in Jesus name Praise God Ted Line, thank you for being with me this morning God is good amen Have faith in him Have faith in Jesus Amen, and we'll see you tomorrow morning in Jesus' name.
0: My God said you gotta be ready. ready. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor. Say you gotta be ready. If you're ready for Jesus, shout. Come on, if you're ready for Jesus, raise your voice and shout. Behold he comes. And almost the Riding in on the cloud, Shining like a sun. How the trouble has caused Holy land let your voice yeah. This is a year of jubilee yeah. Out of a giant hill Salvation Oh God I'm the only me how great And our now-